Six o'clock. It's time for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio FM in SF. And there's some comedians here, and that's cool. And we'll get started in just a second. I think we're listening to Public Enemy. So, all right. Um, oh, hey, Dash. Tell everybody to come in. We're going to get started. Get it together. So we didn't like have anybody pre-signed for comments. So if you want comments, just stay up there and we'll just, there's a microphone up there and there's stuff here and, you know, take a seat, everybody. There's flyers there for the festival if you want to grab some and disseminate them in a flyer-like fashion. And your first comedian runs a show 
down in South City called uh, Hometown Heroes, first and third Wednesdays. So clap your hands together, everybody, for Wally Hippolito. Oh, my God. Oh, is this on? Am I good? Oh, yeah. What's up, Muni Radio? How y'all doing? Y'all good? That's what's up. Hey, don't be copying Devon Trey's shit, bro. We, we we don't need that. We, especially from you, Jared. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, I recently read a story about a white man in Atlanta that shot a subway worker for putting mayonnaise on his sandwich. That's fucking crazy, right? White people in Atlanta. Like I didn't I didn't know that was a fucking thing unless it was a zombie apocalypse or some shit. I uh. Uh, what else? What I want to say about that? Yeah, like I, I read a little bit more into this guy's story. I want to know this guy more, you know, cause uh, he's a menace to society. He's defying all white odds. Am I right? Like lives in Atlanta, hates mayo, has an unregistered gun. Like he's just taking it to places we do not know, guys. And like I, I didn't know white people could hate mayonnaise. I thought that was, you know, we're gonna skip that. I um my mom's not a religious person. Uh and she um where the fuck did I want to go with that? No, fuck that. Never mind. Okay, so you guys know this joke already. I I've been told I'm a bad representation of the Hispanic community. Uh it's cuz I'm Filipino, yada da. But I was recently casted in this film and um it was great, right? It was my first uh in front of camera with dialogue, and I was excited until I read the script. Uh, I was casted as a Mexican soccer player with diabetes, but the way that the director spun it, she said I had a lot of, they cast me for my enthusiasm. Uh, I'm pretty sure they just cast me because if they if they casted anybody else they picked, uh, it would have been like having John Wayne as Genghis Khan. That's kind of long, but that's okay. Uh, I, uh, I don't like watching porn. Yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's weird or anything. It's just not for me. I don't like the unrealistic, uh, scenes that they have. Like, uh, what, Dash, what's your favorite porn scene? <laughs> new, new neighbor? Uh, that one's too good. I'm gonna skip that one. Do it. Who like, who are your, like, step-parents? You like step-parent scene, Jared? Okay, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't like those type of scenes, you know? Like, I, I look, I want them to make a scene where, like, you know, the the husband comes home and he says, like, I'm really horny, and the wife says, uh, maybe my, I'm really, I'm too tired tonight. And then they just, next scene, it cuts to the next scene, they just go to bed, and then he's just poking her with his dick. And then she says, ah, oh, you know, just, just don't wake me up. That's the scene I really want, guys. Or how about the office scene when... You know, the sexy secretary walks in, says, what do you want, Janet? She just undresses herself, cuts a black. He's writing an email like, hey, you know, we don't really tolerate these things over here. Like, this is not what our company's about. And uh, I just want to wish Janet well on her next journey. Like, those are the, that's the kind of porn I want to watch. Don't you guys agree? Cool. Um, I, um, I don't know why... I don't know why it's okay for couples to tell people we're trying and then it's not okay for me to tell people I'm raw dogging all the time. 
Yeah, I, I, I think there's like a there's a stigma that we have to fight against that, you know, um, like, ugh, fuck. Yeah, you know what? That's my time, guys. I'm Wally Hippolito. <laughs> Wally Hippolito fighting the stigma. Do you want, does anyone have anything burning oh, yeah, to say? Are there any burning comments? Go up to a microphone up at the front. Or back here, there's microphones kind of everywhere. Does this one work? Yeah, everything. All right, cool. I think the, uh, the white man in Atlanta joke, I don't think you need the zombie apocalypse part. I really like the, uh, he's defying all the white odds. I think if you put that he doesn't like mayonnaise before, you can end on like a solid joke. Like he's defying all the white odds and then, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> right on, Devontae. I think uh, that's a very fun crowd work bit. Just be like, hey, what type of porn do you watch? Uh, I think you should just like develop that further. Be like, I don't know, you look like, you like anal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before I really just go into like the scene setting part. Yeah. Okay, for sure. Thank you. All right, thanks, Other guys. Comments? Put your hands together, everybody. Wally Hippolito. Yay. All right, your next comedian. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Newman Shake. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, what's up, guys? Um, I decided to stop lying on my resume. Yeah, I took out a financial planning as one of my skills and put in gaslighting instead. Yeah, I'm going to gaslight three of my exes into endorsing me. So, Okay, um, this is just a thought I had today. But I feel like you can tell how sexually active a man is by the length of his fingernails. All right. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Devontra. <laughs> uh, my high school bully came out as bisexual recently. Not a big fan, because um, now he has the emotional maturity and, a, and the self-care of a gay man, and he still wants to fuck women, so that just means he fucks more women than me, so. Yeah, um... Is to be a lifeguard, and uh, while we were working there, um, they gave this $50 incentive for each person you save. And I was—I know that was supposed to motivate me to be a better lifeguard, but all that really did was um, make me push kids in the deep end more often. Yeah. Um, still on our Thanks. I uh, turned 22 recently, and uh, 22 is a weird age. 22 is the age where like my dumbest friends are having kids. So, yeah, it's weird, man, because I got to fake support them because I can't go to my friends and be like, you know what's the best thing you could do for your kid? Leave. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm just watching my friends raise the next generation of Wendy's employees. So, yeah, that's cool. I, uh, I feel like astrology is getting out of hand. Like, my friend, she got a DUI recently, and her excuse was, I'm just an Aries. And I was like, I'm pretty sure an alcoholic, Jan... I don't know what sign that is, but it can't be a good one. Like, I feel like we're going, to, we're getting to a point where astrology is going to be used like a legal defense. Like, there are going to be lawyers in court. Like, you know what? My client killed eight people, but he's a fire sign. Mercury's in retrograde. That's just what happens, you know? I um, I feel like the economy is getting really bad. I can't. I don't know how stocks work, but I just know reversible clothes are becoming a thing, and that's not a good sign. 
feel like I feel like lying is the key to successful relationships. Okay, that I don't I don't have a punchline for that. That's just a thought I had too. Okay. I um I feel getting an abortion and that sucks. But I feel like if they are gonna get an abortion, I think they should also get rid of child labor laws. Like if they're gonna force a woman to have this kid, I think she should get her money's worth. Like put that mistake in the factory where it belongs, you know. Alright. Um actually I think that's it for today. Thank you guys. Clap your hands together for Newman. Does anyone have any burning comments? Burning comment. Hola. There you go. Hello. I got some burning comments. Uh with the I like the astrology joke a lot. I'm gonna take this out. I like the astrology joke a lot. I, you, you could play with it a little more. You could be like, she's like, I got that DUI because I'm an Aries. And you could be like, no, I'm just really build it up. Be like, no, I'm pretty sure you got that because you're an alcoholic. And you could be like, and I'm pretty sure, you know, they say like sun and moon and rising, right? You'd be like, I think your moon is also a bitch and your rising is like, I don't know, just something like it has to play into the DUI a little bit. Which is, you know, I think your moon is like low tolerance and you're right. Just like play with that a little more. And then with the bullying one, I like it's funny. I like the bisexual stuff, but you don't really kind of you don't go back to the fact that he was your bully in any way. Like it, I get it. It's like oh, he can get with women now, but I think build something a little more. Like now, I can't even like make fun of him now because it'd be like a hate crime or something. Like just I include the bullying again somewhere. I think she's an Aries moon rising and um, or in a sun. Uh, Irish car bomb. <coughs> Irish car bomb because it has the word car in it and it's an alcohol thing. So if you use that as a punchline, that might work. I don't know how to do the words before it, but I think that bomb and car and DUI all work together. So, uh, your Wendy's employees joke, um, I feel like that's more of a premise. I'd say, like, go into, like, how are they raising the kids? Are they just giving them an iPad and just leaving them alone? Also, Pam, do these have peanuts? What are the? Um, it's look at look at the look at the package. I don't know. It's um it's like cookie caramel crunch chocolate. Everyone's welcome to it because it's a really big bar of chocolate. But you can look at the you can look at the packaging and see. I, I don't think I can take care of you all the time. We're good. We're good. I do have an EpiPen on me though, if you need it. I really like the Wendy's bit. Clap your hands together for Newman, everyone. Alrighty, uh, your next comedian. Uh, I've been enjoying his little comedy things he puts on the Insta things. I finally learned how to watch them with the words that go by. I don't know how to make them, but I can watch them now. Anyways, he had a good one about pronouns. Put your hands together. For Dash Renault. All right, thank you, Pam. Hi, folks. My name is Dash Renault. I'm a San Francisco comedian, but my comedy is not in high demand. I could murder someone in front of a police officer, and I still would not get booked. I'd be like, sorry, I, I got to let you go. Can't book you. Too many white comics. But yeah, speaking of San Francisco and weird policies, San Francisco just announced a plan. It wants to pay people for not having a car. It's 
going to pay people $1,000 a year for not having a car. It's pretty cool. Yeah. With that kind of money, you could buy a car. Cheese, folks. Really, really, really trying here. Um, speaking of terrible regulations, <clears throat> I hate regulations. I hate regulators. I feel like regulators never think about the consequences of their actions. Like the regulators that decide to put warnings on Netflix things to let you know what you're going to come across. You start watching Grey's Anatomy or Better Call Saul today. You, first thing you get hit with, warning, language, alcohol, suicide. It's like, how are you going to start a series knowing that there's a suicide on its way? I get that there are a few people out there that are probably a little, you know, sensitive about on the topic of suicide, but they should just kill themselves. <laughs> Instead of bogging the rest of us down with suicide warnings, ruining the show for everybody. I mean, think about the numbers there. Like 99% of the population has to take this abuse. It's like starting Old Yeller with like, warning, dog does not live. You know? Speaking of dogs, um, uh, I feel like people don't do a good job of raising and taking care of their dogs. A lot of times you see people trying to scold their dogs. They get loud with them, and they start trying to talk reason and sense to them. It's like, that's not how you talk to the animal. These dogs are highly emotionally intuitive creatures. You don't need to say anything. All you have to do is look at the dog with the conviction of actually planning to kill it, right? If you can just get in your head the thought of wanting to kill that dog just for a few seconds, you don't have to say a word. It'll see that right from your eyes, and it will stop peeing on the floor or whatever it is that it's doing all right this is what we learn from these things that some jokes are good some jokes are bad um you all remember the story about that japanese guy that lived on the philippine islands for like 30 years after world war ii ended and he didn't know that the war was over i feel like i am him but for the battle of the sexes it's like dash you guys lost a long time ago <laughs> there is no more war why are you still trying to pick a fight with the women you know, the ladies won that one real hard. They won so bad, they'll tell you there isn't even a battle of the sexes anymore. They'll act like it doesn't exist. There's no such thing as sex anymore. That's how bad we've lost, folks. We're in the doldrums on this one. All right, yeah, I told a bunch of shitty, shitty jokes. And the best one was the stupid one about the car, which is bad. That's bad. Um, I'm going to tell the pronouns joke that, that Pam likes then since she, she angled me. Do you feel like people go a little too far when someone who's like clearly cisgendered introduces themselves and says, hi, my name's Dash, my pronouns are he, him, his? Because the inference is that we don't know how to conjugate he, right? Imagine how taxing that must get in other languages. Hola, me llamo Dash. Mis pronombres preferidos son él, ello, usted, su... Sus, suyo, suyos. <laughs> I don't use suya though, just suyo. <laughs> All right, I'm Dash for now. Thank you. Yay, Dash. I liked your inside baseball joke about the booking. I mean, oh. it's just pure inside baseball, but I think it's funny. <laughs> um, this, I did you mention the word spoiler alert in that joke? Oh, I would put the word spoiler alert yeah, in there because it's gonna just inform it a little bit better. And then I like the peeing on the floor joke. I think, I mean, you just have a sixth sense of humor, so I'm into it. <laughs> like, yeah, you want to, you just, I'm like, can I do that with my cats? Can I look, I would never look at my cats like I wanted to kill them though, because I love them so much. <laughs> and they know that. But I did really, I enjoyed that joke, even though it didn't 
seemed like people did. Ian has something <laughs> to say. Uh, for the um the the spoiler one, uh-huh. I know everybody got mad at the new Game of Thrones show because they didn't give a warning about that like birth scene. It was just like you guys had you guys it's trigger like a trigger warning, but it's like it's Game of Thrones, like you know what you're getting into. So I think if you just play in I mean the old yeller kinda did it, but if you just be like, What are you watching the show for if you're like <laughs> you don't wanna see like murder and suicide? It's like you a know? nudity warning at the beginning of a porno. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, what, like what are we doing here, you know? I about the spoiler thing too, they sometimes they say smoking, uh-huh. which I always think is ridiculous, but maybe you might make a comment on that that uh-huh. how that's to be you know, foreshadowed that they're gonna be smoking. Okay, we've gone three seasons of this show. You don't know if there's going to be smoking at some point? All right, cool. Thanks, folks. Put your hands together, everybody. Dash or no? Yeah. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Hello. Bunch of new... Oh, hello, everybody. Woo! A bunch of new stuff that uh, maybe you have some insights for. Um, which I can't read. Being a senior is like being a child again, but this time with alcohol and weed. You get you get to have fun and play around. You're single. You have no responsibility if you don't have any kids. And you get to do it with intoxicants. So what could be wrong? What could go wrong? Why do we have five fingers and not four or three? Was God planning it and said, five, four, oh, I know, six. There were six, and one broke off, and God said, oh, fuck it. Just leave it. No, seriously, if you think about it, why do we have five? And everybody, animals have five. Most, I mean, not all animals, but fish don't have fingers. But it's just a question. I don't know where we're going with that. Um, The experience of being alive has many uh, levels to it. You all agree with that, right? That there's all kinds of things to being alive. But I say that there's also many kinds of things to being dead. That there's freshly dead. You're dead for 20 minutes and you're kind of outside yourself and going, what just happened? What was that? And then there's, there's like a day dead or a week or a couple of months or a year and you're looking this is not going over very well, is it? All right. I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> Nobody else. All right, fuck that. Um, does a perceived slight originate in the person who was slighted or the person who did the slight? Eh? No? Say? Say again? Yeah, do do they who perceives that it's a slight? Where does it originate? Is what my question. I don't know. Maybe they don't. And then you don't know why the person is mad at you. And you go around and you avoid them maybe. Okay, that's good to know. All right, that's all I have. <laughs> Thank you. Lauren Crowe. New premises. Yay. Anybody got anything? I I liked the new senior premise. I think it has legs. I think you just have to fuck with the language. So the thing about the dead stuff, I think you can tie it into like how we have holidays and stuff. Like we have Day of the Dead. 
Dios de los Muertos, and then we have like Good Friday Dead. So Good Friday Dead is like he's not really dead because he rises from the dead, so he's not really dead. And Day of the Dead is like they're not really dead because you're remembering them, so they're alive. So there's different kinds of dead that are in the holidays. And then there's like Thanksgiving Day dead, and you're a turkey and people eat you. <laughs> or something like that, right? And yeah. think of yeah. all the different holidays that have something to do with death because there's like a lot of them, and that's sort of fucked up. Yeah. Like, or is it like Halloween Dead where you're a ghost? Right. Like right. you're you're a forever and ghost. Ooh. That's right. A ghost is dead, but not dead. Not dead, dead, dead and not dead. dead. So it's like, I think that the question of I think the question becomes like, why do we celebrate as a fucking nation four different ways of being dead a year? Right? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's where it's going. But that's where I would take it and um, other people. Uh, yeah, on the slight thing, like if someone intends a slight but it fails, it could be like an infinitesimal or like a slight slight or something slighter than a slight. Yeah. You could go on that meaning of slight. I don't know. Thank you, everybody. Oh, wait, wait. Wait, I got one thing. I got one thing. You got to – did you did you say anything about the pinky? No, I didn't do the pinky. You got to talk, talk some shit about the pinky. Yeah, because you could be like, we got five, but like only four of them are usable, so what's even the point at that part, point? Right. I don't know. Okay. Thank you. Hi, I like the uh, old person as a baby joke. That was really good. Also, like the, uh, <laughs> when you were just, I don't know if there was a part of your joke, you're like, well, except for fish. I think if you, like dogs, if you just like, I think it's funny if you just name like, well, maybe I'm wrong. Like there's, there's a few animals. Yeah, yeah. I think that's funny. Octopuses, they have eight, eight, right? All cephalopods, cuttlefish. Cuttlefish have like have fucking infinite ones. Koala have six. Koalas have two thumbs. Jesus, put your hands together for Lauren Crowd, everyone! Yay! Yay! New premises. Your next comedian is. Really lovely and helpful and supportive. Put your hands together for Jared Senna. Yay! I am not. I am actually really hateful. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of set we're doing today, guys. Yeah. All right. I don't know about you guys, but I believe in ghosts. Thank you. Uh, that's why I be fucking white girls. Because every, cause I like to think every time I fuck one, one of her ancestors is like, what the fuck is my granddaughter doing with that Mexican? Yeah. I like to like mean mug like a, like a family, like photo, uh, photos on the wall, like of her granddad. I like to do it while I'm like doing it. I don't know. That was stupid. <laughs> okay. Um. I've been playing NBA, uh, NBA 2K a lot, particularly my career, and like it's really fun. I like playing the games, but they're taking this way too far because if you don't know what NBA 2K is it, or my career, it's when you create, customize your own NBA player, and you get to live the life of one. However, they're taking things too far. Like, like I, I have to start caring about my brand, and I also have to start caring about like what the city thinks of me. Like, we should just take that out and just focus on basketball. Like, if we're going to do all that stuff, they might as well include a cutscene where I'm fucking a Kardashian. Let's be realistic with how NBA life really is, you know? Yeah, John's agreeing. He's nodding to that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, the city, uh, 
being in San Francisco for so long has made me more progressive. Uh, I'm an ally to the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, it all started in college uh, when I started dating a couple bisexual women. It was a real eye-opening experience for me and the women I dated. I learned to be more empathetic to what gay people go through, and they realized that they don't really like men. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you, Marina. Uh, I don't know what it. I don't know what it is. Like, are men just? Or I mean, are women just becoming like? There are more bisexual women in my gender, like, as time goes on. So what does that mean? Are women becoming more gay or just men just becoming shittier? Uh, I personally like this trend regardless of what the answer is because as a man who looks like a lesbian, uh, it goes well for me. Like, I very much am a lesbian in many ways. Like, I'm the height of one, I have a septum piercing, and I'm very open to getting pegged in the ass. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like I said, I love this city. Um, even though uh, there's a huge homeless problem, uh, they get a lot of bad rep because they're erratic and unpredictable. Um, I, I work at a Pete's Tech Coffee in the Tenderloin, so I mean, I deal with them all the time. Yeah, like I said, they have a bad rep because they're erratic and unpredictable, but they're honestly nice people. They're just really misunderstood. The only bad part about them is you have to remind them every time you're in, they're in the shop that a coffee shop isn't really the place to be jerking off. I need to work on that joke. It's a good punchline, but you know what? That's my time. Give it up for Pam. Cheers to everyone. I would have her grandfather. Her grandfather was like. Boo! You suck! Like a heckle ghost. Yeah. Like, because he's, he's a ghost. He's going to say boo, right? And yeah. maybe that's too simple. Um, and then I think a silly tag for your NBA thing is that your character has to have a TikTok. <laughs> like, it's just too much investment. You have oh, to get yeah. it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I just did that shit yesterday. Dude, seriously, they... They made me do all. I couldn't play uh, a game until I did that shit. He's talking. Yeah. Anyways, um, I thought <clears throat> when you said the the ghost joke, I thought it was because w women are like white. Like you said, white women. I thought it was because they look like ghosts. <laughs> no, I really meant it was like I believe in ghosts because, I because I if, whenever I fuck a white woman, I like right. to think. Their grandpa's alive. Yeah. But the oh. but the punch. I, I just for me, it, it it was just that's where my mind was going. Yeah. Which could also be funny, but it doesn't really have a lot of more substance. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Other comments? Yeah. John, come come do a, go to a microphone. You gotta go to a microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> so for the last joke, you know, you say uh, you have to remind the homeless people to not jerk off in the coffee shop. You say, yeah, the library's over there. That's where they. <laughs> Oh, the library's across the street. That's funny. <laughs> Perfect. Good stuff. Perfect. Everybody clap Thank your hands you, together John. for Jared Zena. Libraries across the street. Of course. All right. Uh, no Jason King yet, huh? So that's okay. We're going to move right along. No Riley. No Riley. Moving right along. Devontre, are you cool to go or do you want to, oh. since we're skipping two people? 
Put your hands together, everybody, for Devontae Coleman. What's up? How y'all doing? Cool. I um, <clears throat> I recently come to discover that I'm in between sizes because my current body shape is in between two different shirt sizes. It, I forgot that joke <laughs> in between two. Oh, it's um, it's bad, though. Like whenever I go shopping, I have to ask customer service representatives if their clothing comes in extra mediums. I, uh, I started a new diet recently. It's called the Jurassic Diet. It's where I eat only what the dinosaurs ate. It's kind of difficult because you can't find dinosaurs these days. I've been cheating, though. I eat what I think the dinosaurs would eat if they were around still. And I genuinely think dinosaurs would have enjoyed Oreos. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> I have two sisters. They're both single mothers. They're raising these smart kids. And it, it gives me hope. Because now I know that when I have kids, I can leave. And they still have potential <laughs> of being great individuals. Yeah. I've been using the public laundromat recently, so that just means every week I get a new random sock. I've got 18 socks on my couch now. I'm afraid of sitting down on it because I don't want to be the first case of athlete's body. <laughs> I started carrying around lighters recently so I can flirt with women outside of bars. But it's weird because now I have a fetish for lung diseases. I like playing video games, but I don't like being called a gamer. That's like our N word. <laughs> I think it's actually worse because nobody's ever called me a gamer as a term of endearment. And they always use the hard R. I think we should bring slavery back <laughs> simply because I'm tired of having to clean my own apartment. Like, I understand slavery was bad, but I do get it. <laughs> I don't think the black people should be the slaves, though, because we've already done our time. I won't say who should be the new slaves, but I will say I enjoy having white Uber drivers. Sometimes I open up Uber and Lyft and check the prices. Like my own personal auction. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think we should do whatever we can to make sure that underrepresented communities' voices can be heard. I think if you live a comfortable life, you should take steps to make sure that people that live in constant discomfort have a chance of rising up. But there is a wrong time to be doing that. I was watching porn recently, and the entire cast had on Black Lives Matter shirts. <laughs> Like, I under I agree with the statement. It's not right now. That's all I got. Tim Audrey Coleman, everyone. If you have comments, oh, right, um, Ian does. I got one. Um, you should say for the gamer one, at the end, you should be like, honestly, I'd rather be called the N-word than be called a gamer. As a white man, I endorse that. Thank you. <laughs>
statement for sure. I know him, by the way, everybody <laughs> in the audience, okay? God bless America. <laughs> I think I, I love the Oreos line, and I would I would do more with that. I think you could do a lot with the uh, diet of the dinosaurs in terms of what they ate and what you like to eat. I think you could have fun playing with that. That was good. I love the Lyft versus Uber tag on the, the, the slavery joke. That one's fucking hilarious. I also really like the single mom's bit. I think that that premise you could build out more. You could do like a whole modern day Rousseau, just like experimentation on these kids. The, the philosopher Rousseau, he like basically, you know, the whole men are born in chains thing. He did a lot of weird stuff to his own kid's childhood to see what humans are like. Be like experiment with the experience of single motherhood just to see how far you can push it and like how to maximize the results. I don't know. Funny premise. Don't do the Rousseau. I don't got a degree. Yeah, I don't really have a lot, but uh, I really like the I really like the the gamer joke. Maybe you could say like I think you said like no one ever used it as a term of endearment. Maybe you could say like no one ever said Ma Gamer. Like I don't know. That's it. <laughs> Clap your hands together, everybody, for Devontre Coleman! <laughs> the joke workshop keeps moving on. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Ian Langlands! Yay! Hi. Okay. Um, let's get to it. What's going on, Mutiny? How are we? Cool. It's full house. Cool. I, uh, I got a question. I just want to gauge the room. Um, do you guys think that Walt Disney was racist? Do you guys yeah. think? Yeah, okay, that's good. Uh, I got into a, a very heated argument with a friend of mine, and he was very adamant about the fact that Walt Disney was not racist. And it's pretty obvious. That's the thing. That's my whole point of view is that, like, it's not really a secret. Like, this, is, they always say, he hired one black animator. And I'm like, look at any movie that he was a part of. It's the hidden right in plain sight. In a movie about a boy that never grows up and can fly, they just threw in what makes the red man red. What does that have to do with the plot? I don't understand. My theory is I think Walt Disney got cut off by a Native American in traffic, and he just got back at him in the most passive-aggressive way possible. He was like back. He's like, oh, that guy's going to fucking pay for this. Animating it really aggressively, and he gives it to like the producers, and they're like, this doesn't really like fit thematically. And he's like, put it in. That's my imaginary world that I like to live in. And it's, it's every movie. This guy who was so... And I get it, you know. I love fucking Haunted Mansion and shit. I love Disneyland. But, like, we could just be honest with the times that he grew up in. You know? He's a racist. He's a racist guy. In Dumbo, there's a group of evil crows. And the lead crow's name is Jim Crow. Now, that's unnecessary, Walt. Come on. Billy. Billy Crow would have worked. And now I gotta just be, feel guilty about segregation as this goddamn elephant flies around the circus? That's fucked up. I don't want to feel white guilt right now, sir. My favorite, my favorite piece of racism in Disney <laughs> is uh, Aristocats. You guys know Aristocats? You guys know that movie? Aristocats? It's a fun movie. It's kind of a deep cut. It's a cool movie. You know, it's fun. It's like there's about these uh, Parisian cats and they get separated from their family. They're on the streets of Paris, and they get taken in by these aristocats. It's like this group of street cats. And they sing this cool song called Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. It's really upbeat and, like, jazzy. 
And in the middle of the song, I swear to God, in the middle of the song, the camera just pans over to a piano. A Siamese cat pops out and goes, Shanghai, Hong Kong, egg foo young, fortune cookie always wrong. And I spared you the voice, but you can, <laughs> I mean, it was bad. What is that? That's not even clever, Walt. Come on, like at least it didn't even rhyme, really. I, I at least, you know, if you're gonna be a racist, at least be accurate or something like that. I just think I, my, at that point, my theory was I think they had a racism quota for every movie. I think that's what it was. They like had a checklist. They're like, okay, we got the color palette. Uh, the voice actors are amazing. You know, our animation, the background, everything. Did we get that blatantly racist Chinese scene? Did we get that in John? We didn't. All right, hold the press. I'm not putting it out if we don't get that scene in. It makes you think, what did they cut from the movie, you know? God knows what happened in the Walt Disney Studios. <laughs> the producers come in and they go, Walt, we got some bad news. We got to cut the uh, Hitler Youth scene from Pinocchio. It doesn't really flow in evenly. On with the, the worst one is, we all know the worst one, Song of the South. You guys know Song of the South, right? It's, the, it's like the band movie. It's about a plantation. That's just a crazy thing to have a, a Disney movie about. And I think if I go with my theory that he was trying to get back at all these races, then I think, no, I don't want to say that part. Anyway, the story is, um, I didn't say that right at all. The story, I'll end with uh, this. One time I was at, and I was at a thrift store and there were, there was, I found Song of the South on DVD. And I remember thinking, oh, I saw this online somewhere. Very expensive. This is like a hard thing to find. And I was almost about to walk up to the counter looking like me, as I do right now, and buy Song of the South. And I want you all to know I didn't, okay? I didn't. That's not really a joke, but I think that's a funny image of me buying that movie. And uh, I'm gonna, I'll take comments, too, but I'm done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ian Langlands. I love your Disney joke, but you forgot the chopsticks. You forgot the detail oh, about playing the yeah, piano with the chopsticks. Yeah, he plays the, the piano with the chopsticks, which... Just a great detail fun. that you've yeah, used in the point. past. But I like that joke a lot. That's a great joke, Ian. I love the um, cut off in traffic. Oops, where are you? Yeah. And uh, you can even uh, act it out a little bit more. Okay. Doing doing that before you say that, as you as do the whole thing as an act out. Uh huh. It's really good. It's a great bit. The whole thing. Okay. Thank you. I like it a lot as well. I really like the uh, the phrase a racist quota, a racism quota. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was a bar. I, yeah, I'm also very happy that you didn't go too extreme and you made up your own racist thing they could have put in. I was afraid. <laughs> I was very afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you were afraid of what? What did you think I was going to do? So like when you were like, imagine what they cut. Oh. I was very afraid of what came next. But yeah. I, I like what you I had. nailed it. <laughs> Anybody else? I just thought Billy Number Crow one, was Winners great. win. Ooh, is this chocolate? You can have are you giving me a comment, Kyle? Are there, are there are drugs doing? in it? Um, there are I no like drugs in the chocolate. It's just chocolate. I like chocolate. Billy Crow. You like Billy Crow? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we knew. Look at, look at those pants. Okay, Put thank you. Put your together for Ian. Yay! All right, your next comedian. Clap it, everybody. It's Brady Pearson. Yay! Well, hello, gentlemen. This is one of my favorite things in the world, a room full of men. Mm. Very exciting. It was just full sim weekend. I am a little tired and grateful to be here today. I have to swear, I swear my knees are a little damaged. 
was a little over exuberant. And while I was on my knees, I was having some thoughts. And I need to apologize to all of you for Lindsey Graham. It really hit me hard because, I mean, now Lindsey Graham came out with this whole, like, abortion amendment, you know, the abortion law that he wants to put out. Now, I want to make it clear that Lindsey Graham has not seen a vagina since he left one. And he has never looked back since. Um, let's see what else. Oh, and I'm also worried about, like, because everything old is new again, right? Because I'm just turned 52. Thank you, thank you. And I look good, I know. Um... And everything old is new again, like Christina Aguilera is back, very exciting, all the 90s music is coming back, fashion, polio. Everything old is new again, you know, and I'm also, I'm really worried about our thirst for nostalgia. I mean, I'm, it's going to kill all of our people. Look what it did to Carrie Fisher. And now Harrison Ford is next in line, okay? We have to let him go. We have to stop making him perform these useless roles just for our own nostalgia. Did we good, get a good performance out of Blade Runner 2049? Did we? No. Did we get a good performance out of uh, Star Wars? Oh my God, I can't believe it. Remember that? You know, we even had to kill that motherfucker. Did you know that every time he was on set, he broke something? A foot, a leg, a rib? And while he was filming, he even crashed, even crashed a plane twice. And now, and I wish this were a joke, my dear friends, get ready for Indiana Jones 5, The Adventure of the Golden Walker. And he says, like, oh, it doesn't even need another. And I'm like, no, we don't need you to do it. And he even promised us that he will not get an injury on this filming. I'm not so sure. We should just ban him from doing it. It's okay. We don't necessarily need our nostalgia back that much, do we? And going back to like some of the politics, like gentlemen, I know there's a lot going on with women and, and abortion and stuff like that. I want you to know that I am here for you. And if you ever want me to help you share the load, I will be. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want all of you to know that I'm here for you and I'm sure that gay men all over the country will be happy to help you out. If, you, if there's ever that moment where, like you don't want to get anybody pregnant, that's the best thing about it. You, know, you just give us that load and we'll, we'll share that. Thank you. I feel so close to you. And I want to share a song of the boys camp that never was but could have been in Lake Put It In Me, Wisconsin. Oh, what a beautiful place. We would wash our, we would go uh, play with balls all day long, slide home every, oh, over and over again. And then we would go to the mess hall of Camp Put It In Me and sing the song. And it goes a little something like this. Oh, I love you, put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours, put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Brady. Yay, Brady, yay, yay. That was great. Um, I'm dumb, I don't know who Lindsey Graham is.
So. So yeah, but so then he's you a big just, faggot who deserves to be outed, who has never seen a pussy and wants to tell people how to use them. Okay. So, his name to me is Lady Lindsay Liberty. Fuck her. Well, so I didn't, I wasn't aware of who the person is. So like one little line to inform will okay. definitely help that. Thank you. And then um, as a tag on the Harrison Ford thing, like to go back to her, Carrie Fisher, she was dead in that last movie. They CGI'd her. They can't oh God, CGI you're right. Harrison Ford. Like she was dead. dead. And she was in that movie. Like every, I like had it. So why don't they do that with Harrison Ford? Why does he have to keep sacrificing his body when they could just CGI him? I love that. Thank you. Other comments? Marina has a comment. Oh, go up. Both of you. It's okay. That's up. That's up. Okay, okay. It's a live mic. Uh, so, yeah, the Lindsey Graham thing, I think some people may know him. Most people may not know him. So mm. you may want to use someone higher up the food chain, like Chuck McConnell or something like that, or Mike Pence. D mm. just, my, just my third. Yeah. Like, you know, some people may be like, who else is this guy? You know? um, I love the share the load joke. That was uh, funny. You could just say share the load, pause, and then let it sink in for the crowd, and then they'll pretty much get it, I hope. Thank you. Good job. Thank you so much. The 90s things that are coming back. I think chicken pox vaccine was in the 90s. Yes. Maybe the pox or I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, smallpox, definitely. Monkey pox. Yeah, thank you. Your mm -hmm. song was great tonight. Clap your hands well, together you. for Brady. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Marina Petrova. <laughs> Okay, this is for my set where I'm talking about how I dated a 30-year-old Mormon virgin man. So he was convinced he's going to be great at sex. He was virgin, remember. He said uh, he researched his genealogical tree. He said I'm part Colombian, wink, wink, and part paintball gun. Okay, I never said that. Forget that. Uh, he said I have fast fingers. I play saxophone, um, although later he couldn't find my G-sharp. Uh, he said, I last long, I watched the entire series of Chernobyl without taking a break to pee. So I can wait for a long time until I pee inside the woman. <laughs> I had high hopes for this one. Um, my therapist asked me, did you only date narcissists? I said, I, I didn't diagnose them, but all of them had one thing in common. They said, in three years, I'm going to be a billionaire. But for now, Marina, can you edit my resume? Uh, and that's my problem with men. They all wanted to put out too fast. But uh, what they put out usually was uh, a board presentation. Marina edited um, a master thesis. Marina write it. Or uh, divorce papers. Marina serve them. <laughs> uh, and. Honestly, though, I'm very sad uh, just realizing how much I was used intellectually but by my ex-boyfriends. And I just wish that once somebody abuses me for my body. <laughs> or the old-fashioned way, you know, the way it's used to be. I don't want this, like, progressive version, uh, whatever it is, the feminist abusers, I want to say. Um, uh, I dated a hairy man. Anybody dated hairy man before? Not in this room? Okay. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. He'd be like, baby, can you scratch my back? Sure. Just uh, tell me which side are you facing me with right now? <laughs> what am I looking at, front or back? 
I scratched his back once and he said, ouch, it's my nose. <laughs> okay, that didn't work. At least when we broke up, I could use him as a rug. It's a little bit out there. He was one of those hikers uh, and outdoorsmen, you know, the type two fun man. Type two fun is when you uh, go number two in a forest. <laughs> he had hiking boots and no other boots, and he was always in, this hiking, in his hiking boots and he never took them off. But it was cool, I always knew where he's in, in the apartment by uh, tracing the bootprint. Uh, over time, I started to believe the hiking boots are his feet uh, when I found the boot prints in my shower. <laughs> okay, um, let's try this one again. Um, he uh, once wanted to role play taxi. Anyone ever role played taxi before in the bedroom? No? Okay, so he was the taxi driver, I was uh, the passenger. I was like, I forgot my wallet. How am I going to pay for this ride? <laughs> oh, no wallet and no phone to call your mommy and daddy? Don't cry, little girl. I have a big lollipop for you. Well, I said, what are you doing? That's not taxi. This is how you role play man with a van. And we played that yesterday. OK, that's all I had. Thank you. <laughs> Marina Petrova, everyone. Um, did you know there's a movie from the 70s called Taxi Driver? Uh, with a De Niro? Yeah. yeah. And there's a scene where there's a young girl in the back who's like a, a prostitute. Okay, I, and I think it I might. You might watch that scene again and maybe pull a, a quote or a line from there. Okay. And it's, it's like super American, like, but I don't know. But because if you're, because Taxi Driver, if you say, do you want to play Taxi Driver, the audience here will go, Oh, whoa. And if you're talking about the De Niro movie, as opposed to like the sexual, yeah. is there like a porn or something that's like, is that a trope in porn where it's like, oh no, I lost my wallet. I didn't know if that. You didn't? Okay. I thought it's a common thing, but I'm crazy. No, no, I don't watch porn. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't, I don't watch porn. So I don't know. I'm not your, I'm not your demographic. I don't watch it either. Oh, so okay. I am so, But I just it. thought like Taxi Driver was a reference. Okay. That's all. Okay. Thank you. All right. Put Thank your hands you. together for Marina Petrova. Uh, we're going into a John Rock block, everyone. Your first of the two Johns. Put your hands together for Johnny Knutson. Knutson. Yeah, I feel like I look like the kind of guy that like his like his favorite movie is Taxi Driver. You know, I don't know. I know. Or maybe I look like the guy that in like 10 years is just going to be getting bullied by his Asian girlfriend every night, you know? I don't know. Maybe that's what I want. <laughs> I don't know. I saw Taxi Driver when I was too young, I think. Um, I also saw Silence of the Lambs when I was too young, you know? And the, uh, the Ring movie. I still see the Ring lady, like, crawling up the stairs late at night. Like, I, li I was talking to this lady at a bar the other night, and she said, do you like scary movies? And I lied which is a terrible decision because you're just going to end up watching a scary movie and then losing respect from this girl that you're watching it with. Um, no, the weirdest thing about that, though, is uh, I live at home. And, uh, like, I, I brought this, this woman upstairs, and the first thing she said when we got to the bedroom is, uh, you have really nice parents. You know? It's like, oh, Christ. <laughs> no, I live at home when I'm bald. 
which is a little weird, you know? I feel you can only live at home and be bald if you're like a, like a baby, you know? Like a regular small baby, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. Um, this is stupid. But uh, I, I hear that the, the measure of man is what he is when he's alone, you know? But I feel like if I measured my penis outside, it'd be the same size, you know? Maybe a little smaller because it's probably colder outside, you know? I don't know. So I don't know if that would make it more accurate or less accurate. Who cares? Uh, do you guys ever think about, uh, like, if an air traffic controller, how much of a disaster it would be if, like, an air traffic controller was like, Delta 462, you are clear for take. Oh, oh, not clear for takeoff. If he said, oh, you know, that would be, would be the start of a real tragedy. <laughs> Be like, uh, paging the fire department, let's send uh, 40 fire trucks to Tarmac 3, you know? I don't know. That wouldn't be good. Now, I live at home, though, and uh, it is funny. Like, my mom should get home from work. She'd be like, I had a really productive day. Like, what about you? And I'm like, well, I uh, listened to two podcasts and tried to not take any drugs until the afternoon. I would say pretty good myself, <laughs> you know? Now, I feel like I don't even consume content anymore. I just try to not get radicalized, you know? Like, all my suggestions, it's like the truth about January 6th, you know? But uh, I feel like once Google figures out that you're a bald guy living at home, it's like, we're going to get that fucker. We're going to radicalize him, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I don't, I don't click on them, though, you know? Sometimes I click on them, you know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. Funny though. I got some siblings though, you know, and uh, it's fine though, because like I got like, you look at a picture of the four of us, you know, and I, they're all like very attractive. And uh, that's just funny because like I was at a wedding this weekend and uh, I'm like a nightmare guy to have at your table. I just, I won't say a thing, you know, I, like my other siblings, they're kind of like crushing it, you know, socializing. And uh, the only thing I said or the, the start of my sort of, way into the table conversation was it was outside i looked up the sky and said look there's a ufo <laughs> and it was the falcon thing and uh yeah it was just kind of awkward all right that's all i got thanks everyone conspiracy theorist johnny nutson everyone knutson i'm never going to be able to figure out your name i'm trying all right it's a john rock block clap your hands together for john gallagher Yeah, more Johns, baby. Is uh, I don't know if I, maybe I'm just weird, but is is Abraham Lincoln looking a little brown to anybody? <laughs> is he looking very very dark? Did Hillary did Hillary Clinton Photoshop Abraham Lincoln and adjust his skin tone? This was I was thinking about just Abraham Lincoln, just like the Emancipation Proclamation, just being like, listen, I understand the black struggle, which is why it's like he's just a, a racial appropriator. White rapper Abraham Lincoln, the dopest. I think I'm just writing the next, like, white guys or something, you know? White girls. All right, moving on. I uh, Do you ever think that uh, sex is just a trust fall with your penis? You ever think about that? She wants somebody to catch you, and it's like, oh, I caught you, but now you have herpes. That's what you get for trusting. And you enjoy that. I uh, I was laughing. Uh, the queen died, and America's response was, you know, some people like cried because they're fucking weird. Uh, like the, the monarchy, who? That's fucking who gives a shit? But uh, 
what we did, the American government did, I don't know if you guys saw this, on uh, Twitter to show that Joe Biden is super strong. They put out a, a picture of him holding, he was wearing a, a dress shirt and a tie and holding a dumbbell while he was on the phone. Working out like only a sane, powerful man would. You know, you remember how you, you know you work out and you want to get a good pump, so you get on the fucking phone, you know, you dial dial your relative and you start doing fucking curls one arm at a time for the most strongest intense pump. You work out like a, a fucking coked out Wall Street investor. That's what you work out like. That's what you want your that's what you want the show of Sandy to be for you in the country. It's like America's in good hands because I'm fucking doing this, baby. Like if Vladimir Putin at least like, you know, rides horses shirtless. That's cool. You know? That's hot. Nobody wants to see Joe shirtless and his horrible tits. You can only imagine those disgusting things. I want a hot leader is what I'm saying, baby. I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. I, uh, oh, my, uh, my birthday was September 21st, so I'm, I turned 35, and I found out it's the autumnal equinox, which is kind of fun. That means uh, my birthday is the end of summer. It's the official last day of summer, which is cool to be born when the party ends. You know what I mean? It's like party's over. Here you go. It's like, hi. Go back. <laughs> the fun thing. My girlfriend says, I love you too much. And uh, that's a little intimidating. When you have a partner that says, I love you too much, doesn't that feel a little trapping? You know? Like a little controlling, you know? Like just the other day, like I feel like it just comes like this. She's like, I love you. And I'm like, oh, I love you too. No, it's nice to see you. She's like, no, I love you. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, no, I love you. And I'm like, are you going to fucking kill me? What the fuck is going on? Why is this so intense right now? And I figured out what it is. She's not saying she loves me because, like, it's for me. What it is, it's for her. She's trying to convince herself that she does, in fact, still love me. You know what I mean? She's like, I love you. I love, I love him. I love you. This guy, still in love with him. <laughs> this guy, I love this guy a whole lot. I'm not going to bleed this fucking idiot like a stuck pig in his sleep. I will not fucking murder this fat moron. Yeah. That's what I think. I don't know. Uh, what is this? Oh, shit. The, uh, oh, my uncle. It's funny when people just wear their trauma on their body, like, very obviously. Funny slash horrifying, you know? My uncle, we were at my grandpa's funeral, and my uncle, the very first thing he said to me, I haven't spoken to him in years, he goes like, hey, I devoted a, a full house, a full room in my house to taxidermy. Just a little unnerving, you know? Like, his dad just died. He's like, death isn't control. Like, death used to be scary, but now I put it in poses in a room in my house. It was a little unnerving. Yeah, hey, I just sit in that. That's for you. Bye. Yay, John Gallagher. I have one tiny comment. Is that Biden's the only not hot Democrat in your lifetime? Carter was hot. Clinton was hot. Barack, hot. Carter's hot. Carter was a peanut farmer. He was a strong man. He had a good bod. He was young. He was hot. No, Carter. I'm saying in your lifetime. Yeah, since you've been alive. Clinton, hot. Barack, super hot. And all the, all the Republicans, not hot. So, like, what the fuck? So Biden's obviously a secret Republican. No. Um, you know, I have so much hatred for him that no. But I guess, I guess he's kind of cute. He's, I know he runs. Damn it. You might be right. Fuck. You, you broke my theory. Uh, I'm thinking about him now, yeah. I'll think about him in the shower. That's where he likes to paint. 
Put your hands together for your next. Oh, you've got a comment. Oh, she's got a comment. She's got a comment. At the at the end, with the taxidermy, bring it back to um, taxidermy. Isn't his father the one who had just died? Do you bring them together, and maybe he has plans for him in the future or something. He's gonna sit in the den. Put your hands together for John Gallagher. Yay! Uh, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Philip Fabian. I didn't think I'd be up there soon. You know, in high school, my uh, principal told me that if I kept acting up in class, I'm just going to end up being a broke comic telling jokes at a dive bar someday. Well, fuck him for being right. <laughs> um, but I did get dumped. Um, you know, when you're a broke comic, things don't work out too well. You know, I got dumped. My, my, my ex-girlfriend told me she was, uh, she wanted to date an entrepreneur, and I was doing too much, too much cocaine. And so she broke, and uh, so she broke up with me. And, uh, and dumped me for my cocaine dealer. Um, I've been, I've been uh, trying to get back out in the game recently, um, you know, meeting new girls, and I've actually been meeting a lot of Jewish girls named, uh, are, your, are your hands okay, man? It's just shaking down here, and I just came from the Folsom Street Festival yesterday where I saw a lot of that. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, 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 just, yeah, just to, <laughs> you know, I'm a little traumatized from yesterday, man. Just, you know, actually, I saw like, a lot of dudes jacking off yesterday, and it was just so disgusting, man, that it made me not want to do it again, man. Is that what I, it's just, I mean, is that what I fucking look like? Like, fuck, goddamn. At least I wasn't in an alley anyway. But anyway, um, <laughs> I've uh, been meeting girls. Um, their name, has, you know, and I've been meeting Jewish girls named Ahava, but I think they've all been related because they all have the same last name, boyfriend. So I've been meeting a lot of girls named Ahava boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, um, kind of reminds me when I was in Manila, where I met a lot of girls named Ivana, who were all related too, because they're all their, they're all their names were Ivana Green Card. <laughs> um, I've always thought it was kind of rude asking for a woman what her age is when you, especially when you first start dating. So I kind of developed a foolproof method to find out how old she is without asking her. Just have to ask her what her favorite childhood cartoon was growing up. She says Sailor Moon. She's 35. She says SpongeBob SquarePants. She's like 25. She says, Paw Patrol, that bitch is 12, and you're going to jail. <laughs> um, let me see. I'm going to do one more. Um, so when I was 14, my mom caught me, smoking, caught, caught me smoking weed. Now, I have a Filipino mom, and when you have a Filipino or even Asian mom, anything that you smoke is crack. <laughs> and I tried to explain to my mom what the difference is between a crackhead is and a pothead is, because they're two different things. And I told her what a crackhead is, mom, is a crackhead would run through a Walgreens naked, open lotion, spread it all over his skin, shit in the vase, throw the vase at the security mirror because he didn't like the way the person's looking at him, and then run out the door with the last Snickers bar. And a pothead would be the Walgreens employee that has to clean that shit up. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all my new shit. <laughs> Philip Fabian, everyone. The only thing you really have to worry about right now today is your, your microphone skills are... Um, a little, you're holding the microphone so far away from your mouth that it's difficult to hear you. So you need to just put it up closer. Yeah, sometimes if you put it on your chin, it helps. Uh, other, any other comments? Put, you heard laughter. Put your hands together for Philip Fabian. All right. Um, your next meeting isn't here, so I'm going to the wait list, which is Kyle. Are you okay to go next? Put your hands together, everyone, for Kyle Morrissey. Um, hey, what's up? I uh, I don't like the idea that I'm repressed. I 
feel like they tried to teach us that growing up. Um, I read Oedipus in high school. Did anyone read Oedipus? Yes, you know what it's about. It's a it's an ancient story about a kid. Kid wants to kill his dad and fuck his mom. I don't know. It was a different time. It was written in the eighties. Um, not the eighties. I mean the eighties. Like not like eighty three, eighty. Kid who wants to kill his dad and fuck his mom. That's a weird book to read as a kid, because. It just sounds like the dad's the asshole. Like, what did this guy do? Why does he want to kill this dude and fuck his wife? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> maybe that's maybe Oedipus just wanted. He's like, this dude sucks. Someone needs to fuck this guy's wife. <laughs> like, I know it's my mom, but um, I like the idea that, uh, of intergenerational trauma. I know that's been like a big conversation the last few years. That's a perfect intergenerational trauma. It's the perfect excuse for like why I have all these problems. I can't explain. It, it, like, I had a perfectly fine upbringing, but I'm still awake at, like, 2 a.m. every night. Like, I want to kill steamboat captains. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I can't believe my brother sunk on the Titanic. <laughs> they say that, uh, like, traits skip generations. Uh, so that means anything, my grandpa, anything that was fucked up about him, I got that. I don't want to have kids. That must mean my dad was, like, a huge bitch. Uh and maybe that's why he's like so nice to me, you know, but it doesn't matter because I still want to kill him and fuck his wife. Uh, nice. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I just realized I forgot to wear my wedding ring. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not married. I'm getting married. I proposed to my girlfriend last year, uh, gave her a ring, but a couple months ago on my birthday, she switched, she turned the table. She proposed to me. She got down one and she proposed to me. And her logic was so cute. She was like, how come How come only the girl gets to wear something before the wedding? And I was like, oh, because you're my property now. Um, <laughs> remember? <laughs> Last week when you were like, we were making love on the couch, you're like, who owns this pussy? And right then and there, I got down on one knee because <laughs> I had a cramp. Um. <laughs> the best part about telling jokes is secretly meaning it. <laughs> It is like like we've tricked everybody into think they're not like telling a joke and and secretly meaning it are not mutually exclusive. Like we've all tricked everyone back into thinking that's the case. Like everyone who's like arguing against political correct. Like, we can't joke about anything anymore. Like oh, it's I totally mean everything I say, but I'm still making you laugh, and that's the best part about it. It's like a bank robbery. You just walk. You trick. You walk out. Why do I sound like I'm about to cry right now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm choking on my own saliva if I talk for too long. Um, oh, oh, I forgot one other thing about parents and repression. Um, you know how they say, like, growing up, th there's, like, this mantra, like, oh, I never want to, like, turn into my parents. You know, as a kid, you're like, I never want to be like my parents. Th that's very true. My parents are liberal. Um, okay, shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they are. It's just I'm just trying to flip it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm basically, I mean, they really are. Uh, I'm just trying to flip it. I think I think that's. Oh no, nah, I gotta go. All right, thank you very much. Kyle Morrissey, everyone. All right, move right along. Your next comedian, Ajay Damodaran, yay! You guys mind if I record this? Is that okay with you? Thank you. I was gonna do it anyway. All right. Um. 
Uh, hi guys, how you doing? Uh, I'm trying to respect women. I, no, that's not true. I, um, I'm trying to be more desirable to women. Uh, and the, my first thing that I've been doing is just listening to like '90s female rappers bitch about broke men, and then just do the opposite of that. What they bitch about? All right, like I like that R&B song, uh, "No Scrubs." That's my favorite song, because uh, it teaches you, They're like. If you uh, if you walk around and you don't have a car, then you're a scrub. So I bought a bicycle. I think that's a, I think that was the right move. And then they said like if you holla at women outside your friend's passenger window, you're also a scrub. So now I just stare at them on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they also said if you live at home with your mama, then you're a scrub. So me and my dad kicked that bitch out. So I think I'm good. No longer a scrub. <laughs> You guys left. <laughs> that means it's true. Okay. I, this is so bad. I'm, I apologize for the fuck. Physical humor. I'm fucking rolling. Okay, turn off that. Uh, I know I'm not a good Hindu because um, uh, I got a car like last year. And uh, w one thing you do when you get a car as a Hindu is you bless it. You take it to a temple and I got it blessed, right? It was like, protect me. And it still got shot. It still got shot. Like I do, I, I I mean I live in Oakland, but I feel like that shit that's not a good enough excuse, right? It's not like Hindu gods are racist, right? It's not like they're like we will protect all the chariots for all of time, but you know just try to live away from the blacks. So that's okay. I'll work on that one. I'm sorry. Um, I do think older Indian men don't understand how to be youthful. Like I don't understand. I I feel like they don't get how to be youthful because like. Most people pick up a hobby, but older Indian men will just dye their hair fucking just one color. Like, they'll have, like, I swear to God, it's like, it's, it, they have no clue. I forgot the rest of the, wait, uh, <laughs> no, it, like, they'll, they'll, like, you could be, like, the most manly, like, masculine older Indian dude, but you're still gonna, like, end up just dyeing your hair orange for some reason, right? And, like, it's like henna, right? It's like, it's like, we're so, we're so fucking insecure about being basic. They're like, I can't have salt and pepper in my hair. Put some chili powder on this bitch. I'm under seasoned. Okay. Um, sounds stupid. Uh, we don't know what happens when we die. Nobody knows. Right. But I, we all know what happens what, when celebrities die though. Right. Cause like, they just like, what happens is like some tired journalist writes a fucking article and then they like slap ads on it and shit. Right. That's why I, it's it's a, that's a weird thing because like I don't think they would allow people to just put up like a fucking booth selling manscaped shit at the cemetery, right? That'd be a that'd be a weird look for the queen, right? I don't know. I, that's that's why I like when I die, I want them to like set up like a taco truck on my grave because like then at least people can be like like that's something I support, right? And like then you get like well fed, you're happy, and uh, and I can still tear your ass apart from beyond the grave. And then, and then they can use the proceeds. <laughs> they can use the proceeds from my fucking taco truck and buy the rest of the cemetery. And if you don't like it, then they'll just put up a sign that says, "Don't speak ill of the well-fed" or some shit. I don't know. All right, you guys have been fun. I'm gonna get out of here. Have a nice night. Yay, Jay Damodaran. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Brett Harper Jennings. <laughs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm, uh, okay. I, I, <laughs> okay, good. Everyone's here. 
Um, ahem. I uh, I don't understand. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm on apps. All I talk about is apps up here. Um, and I I don't know. I don't understand the etiquette. I think I think there's. I'm just unsure of what's supposed. What's normal conversation? Uh, like. <laughs> Like this guy um, messaged me and he's like, uh, you have to give me a prophecy. Uh, and I was like, oh no, I don't have any prophecies. And so, um, and he was like, it's okay, I'll go first. <laughs> and I was like, uh, and I thought it would be, I thought maybe it was like a line, like that would still be cringy, but at least it's kind of cute. Like something like, oh, say yes to the next guy who asks you out. That's like a reason, it's weird, but it, but instead he sent this prophecy. <laughs> there were like, beware of crows. I don't know, there was like a lot of like, I'm supposed to avoid silver. And it was like really visual and kind of haunting. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at this, I just, it's really terrifying. Um, And then he's like, and now it's your turn. I was like, oh no. Uh, and so I was trying to Google prophecies, but they're all like biblical. Um, so I chose like Isaiah, and it was like uh, it was like the virgin has a son, and I don't know, but I don't know if that's really a prophecy. Okay, so that's kind of the, just the ending of the joke. Um, <laughs> there's no more to it. Um, good, but I felt like supported through that. Uh, I don't know. I'm. <laughs> I. Uh, is this on? Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, oh, I, uh, my boss, uh, he had a new background and it was all these degrees. And I was like, that's a lot of degrees. And he's like, oh, they're my wives. I was like, they're your wives? He's like, they're my wives. And I was like, but they're your wives. And he said, they're my wives. And so I told everyone at the company he had a bunch of wives because I thought, that's what that meant. And because then he was like, I don't have, I only have one wife. And I was like, it's wife though, right? Like it's wife's, it's okay. Less supported on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't write a lot. Uh, let's see. Oh, I keep, um, I don't know. I like clothing. I think clothing's always a good idea, <laughs> like to be wearing. <laughs> um, thank you. I, um, Oh, I had this dream where I was giving birth and um, I asked the nurse if I could take my pants off uh, and she was like, no, gross. Um, and so I, I kept them on and I like gave birth successfully with pants on. So I really like clothes. Um, I don't think this is funny and I think I'm gonna regret saying it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. You know that Nicki Minaj song, the super freak one? Okay, there's this line where she's, I'm really confused anatomically what's happening because she's licking something, but then I don't, I, I'm going to go into it later. Thank you guys. Clap your hands together for Brett Arbor Jennings. No Denise, no Miko. Oh, Miko's up in front. I didn't see you come in. I'm sorry. All right, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Miko Domingo. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. I recently became a U.S. citizen. Can I get a USA? USA. 
USA. This means when I go back to the Philippines or any other foreign countries, it's going to be easier for me to get laid. Being a US citizen in the Philippines is like being six foot here in America. So here's some advice to all the foreign guys out there. Get a US citizenship, because you go from being a two to a 10. If you have a small dick, get a US citizenship. If you have a big dick, must be nice. Um, I was circumcised in the Philippines. Um, if you guys don't know, this is how they circumcise guys in the Philippines. They take a group of guys, ages eight to 12, and bringing them to the nearest river. And it was my turn, and they grabbed my dick, put it on a flat piece of stone, and the circumciser grabbed the machete and sliced my foreskin off. Oh, next joke. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, I don't know what the punchline for that one is. Um, I'm not racist, but I think my mom is. Uh, yeah, I'm not racist, but I think my mom is. She's Filipina. Um, and here's the thing about the Philippines. The whiter your skin is, the more successful you'll be. That's why if you go to any store in the Philippines, you'll find whitening soap. Every store has whitening soap in the Philippines. There was just one problem though. We couldn't afford whitening soap. So my mom used rocks. She would rub my skin with rocks so I could be whiter one day, so I could be successful. It didn't work. Uh, that's why I was so happy when I moved to the US. So happy. Until I found out the US is also the whiter you are, the more <laughs> successful you'll be. Does anybody know where I could find whitening soap here? No? Um, okay, I'm Filipino. Uh, any Filipinos? Uh, I'm also from Hawaii. Any people from Hawaii? Okay. <laughs> um, I just found this out recently. Poke in Philippines means vagina. And in Hawaii, poke means raw fish. Coincidence? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was a pretty embarrassing story of how I found out. I was in the Philippines two months ago. I went on a date with this girl. And we were getting to know each other. And she was like, what's your favorite food? I was like, poke. I love eating poke. And she was like, really? Now, the Philippines doesn't have any poke, but I had poke that night. <laughs> um, my, but my mom hated it, though, hated that I went on dates in the Philippines. She was like, Miko, don't go on dates. They just want you because you're a US citizen. They just want a free trip to the US. And I'm like, so? I want poke. Um, I recently just lost my virginity. Can I get a USA, USA? Um, she didn't want to have sex with me at first until she found out I was a US citizen. Okay, thank you. Miko, everyone. Miko Domingo. All right, uh, Ezra, it's your turn. Put your hands together for the new guy, Ezra. Man, I really gotta pee. <laughs> this is like the worst located bathroom. What? You know, that'd be good. 
This is like the worst located bathroom. I, I don't think anybody's ever shit in there. <laughs> um, all right, let me see what I'm supposed to be doing here. I take off my glasses so I can read this better. Right. Um, I don't have any job right now. Uh, I've been trying to become employed at 7-Eleven. I feel like I have the facial hair for it. This is it. I'm done. <laughs> um, I recently saw uh, something that I've never seen before. I've been riding BART for like 20 years, and I've never seen a guy jerking off on BART until like yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, at first, very grossed out, but then I was like, you know, this is like a magical New York moment, you know? I feel like I'm in like a Woody Allen movie or something. I mean, it was Woody Allen. <laughs> um, I, uh, my great grandma, she's like a queen to me in that uh, she just died and she was really old and I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, she's interesting. I'm my family, I'm half Jewish, uh, the top half, which is how I tell people I'm, cir uh, I'm not circumcised. I fucked that up. <laughs> um, but yes, I'm half Jewish, and then my great-grandma's side of the family are rednecks from Arkansas, which is very fun. They love my dad. <laughs> and it's great because she has all these, or had, I should say, rip. Um, she had all of these folksy sayings like, you know, oh, isn't that as sweet as a bucket of honey and things like that. And it was great, but then I would, like, research them. I would Google these phrases, and it would come up as, like, some grainy Ken Burns documentary, and it'd be like, in the 19th century, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> they used to dunk the town Jew in a bucket of honey and yell at them, and I was like, is this what the origin of that phrase is? Oh my God, that's dumb. I gotta move on with that one. Uh, oh yeah, okay, so I have this friend. Um, he's great, but he has this problem where he will like, you know, do these racist accents when I'm hanging out. And you're like, oh, why are you friends with him? He's got a car, and my hatred for waiting for the bus is slightly higher than my hatred for racism. <laughs> but whenever he does it, I'm just like, I have to do that thing where you're like with somebody, and you can't leave for whatever reason, but you also like have to let everybody else in the crowd know you're like not with them. So you just kind of do that like two-step away, and you're like, yeah, I'm not with him. <laughs> um, I've realized, though, that like he's not going to stop doing it. So I think maybe the solution is... Uh, he needs to get better at the accent because I feel like why is it so offensive because it's like there's no effort right so I suggested that he I was like I'll let you keep doing the accent I'm the arbiter of this for some reason I'll let you keep doing it but what you have to do is you have to you have to learn the language of the accent that you're doing fluently <laughs> thank you and once you can like fluently speak Chinese then you can do the accent which is good, because I know he'll never do that, so I can just not be friends with him anymore. Um, let's not do that one again. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Um, last joke. Um, my two favorite shows right now are uh, Hoarders and Cribs, which are sort of like two sides of the same coin. <laughs> um, the yin and yang, if you will. And the thing I love the most about Hoarders is like some episodes of Hoarders, they are like people that have legitimate horrifying mental illnesses. And then sometimes they're people that just have like a collection of stuff that sucks. And like, it's great that you can have enough beanie babies that a doctor will come to your house and be like, you're mentally ill. <laughs> um, but the thing I love about Hoarders and Cribs is that they're kind of the same show. You just have to reorient your thinking because Hoarders is Cribs for rats. 
Because every time you're watching Hoarders, there's like some giant cardboard box fortress that's made out of like old, you know, calcified newspapers. And there's some rat that's having the time of his life. And it's like, all you got to do is just zoom in on those rats. And this rat's like, dude, this is my foyer. I've got a study. <laughs> it's like rat Chris Angel down there. That's all I got. Thank you, guys. His first time here, Ezra, everyone. Very nice. Couple comedians left. Uh, and you put your hands together for Jason King. Square throughout my years. So I growl at the living cow. Black to the bone, my home is your home. Hell yeah, make some noise for yourselves, everybody. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> um, let's see. I um I I I have a cool job and I, I feel like I've I've come a long way in life. Like I used to, to be broke. Uh, and I think one of the cool things about that is I I have a lot of rich friends now, but I still have all my poor friends. And so I get to see like the difference in things that they post. You know, like like my rich friends would be like, ah, new assistant just got new coffee, and then my poor friends will be like just shat in my boss's coffee. <laughs> All right, cool. Very cool. Um, let's see. I, I recently met a man who said he found out his girl treat his girlfriend cheated on him from a video on Pornhub. Yeah, it's a rough world we live in. Uh I'm just I'm just imagining how he put the clues together. <laughs> he's in his room, he's about to jack off, he's like going through the videos, he's like, huh. Girlfriend cheats on whack ass boyfriend. Sounds hot. <laughs> At first he's enjoying it, right? It's just like, yeah, fuck that boyfriend. <laughs> and then eventually he's like, ah, oh, that bed sort of looks like mine. That's hella realistic. <laughs> and he sees his girlfriend face, he's like, that's too realistic. <laughs> All right, there's more meat there. I got to figure out what else to say in that joke. Um, sometimes I wonder what's at the end of a porn video. Yeah. <laughs> right, because like, like you like, you find the part, you right, you you come right, then you then you shut your phone, then you're just kind of like, mm, right, you don't like, you don't keep watching it, and you like, you might think, you might you think you might think it ends with the huh on her chest, right, but there might be more. Right, right. Like the like the that that could end, and then like she finally eats the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> right. Unsurprisingly, it's cold. Right? The delivery boy goes back to his fucking job. Right. His boss is like, "Where have you been? It's been an hour. And why are you covered in oil?" Right. Maybe maybe they maybe she gets unstuck from the washing machine. Yeah. And surprise surprise, she drowned. Um, <laughs> Maybe they, she gets the money to go to school. Yeah. And then you see like a, one of those like 90s end of movies montages where she takes her LSATs and then she goes to Harvard Law School in a pink suit. And then she, she retires with a family and a chihuahua and a tighter vagina. You know, just, you don't know. Like there's, there's so many things could happen. Like what if, what if there come Oompa Loompas, right? Like the, that only appear when, at when, you, when the guy forgets to pull out, you know? Right, the guy pulls out, and then a bunch, a bunch of Oompa Loompas show up at the end of the porno, and they're like, you know, they're like, "Why'd you have to come inside this woman?" You know, and there's another baby's gonna have to die. You don't know what's at the end of this video. What, what if, what if the screen goes black, right? And then there's a, there's a dark bar. It's a dark, empty bar with one ray of light, 
and then an iron door opens and then out walks Samuel Jackson with an eye patch and he's like we need your services Rachel Starr you know <laughs> all right it was very long it was very drawn out but that was to test all the parts um I'll say this last thing uh I feel like if you're ever an accomplice to cheating I feel like there's certain questions you should ask to prevent pain um for example like or don't you think you're going to hurt this person? Are you prepared to have this conversation? Can he fight? Does he have access to weapons? When you tell him about the story of O.J. Simpson, does he go, I get it? <laughs> All right, my time. Peace out. Thank you very much. Casey King, everyone. We've got three comics left. Uh, Abby, Denise, then our new guy, Ty. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Abby Laporte. What's up, party people? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm actually going to start us off with a four-minute uh, silent guided meditation. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. There's, there's two types of people in this world. <laughs> Those of us who would get like a little giddy thrill, like, oh, my God, are you going to meditate? And then the rest of everyone else <laughs> who would cut their losses and laugh and dash the place, trademark pending, <laughs> okay. reasonably so, right? I'm not saying that I'm enlightened, not technically, but I am a total douche. Welcome to Northern California mindfulness culture. <laughs> it, it feels like it would be calming you know, very serious topic. But as it turns out, that's not always the case. Like I was in this uh, giant group meditation one time and it was just like overtly way too long. And this dude starts howling laughing out of nowhere, full silence. He goes full joker. <laughs> and like me being into this, I, in my mind's eye, imagined that I was the one causing the laughter. I was like on stage doing a set. I was actually sitting totally silently, not moving. I was like, yo, this is what I need. And I just soaked up the energy. I still don't know what he was laughing about. Um, but relatedly, meditation can feel a lot like shrooms. A microdose, of course. Unless you're enlightened, like me. And then it feels like a full gel tab of acid. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, um, by LSD, I actually, I mean bipolar, so. Which is incidentally how I found meditation in the first place. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically, here's the thing. So don't go to a psychiatrist, you guys, kids, because you might end up 52-50, diagnosed, and then the worst part, in remission, become a mindfulness bitch, also known as a tech bro. I, I wish. <laughs> uh, if there are any Google executives out among the comics tonight, there are not. <laughs> Dash, yo, if Dash was here, if Dash was here, I would say, Dash, please consider this my CV. I would like to apply for the Consciousness Studies Department. I think I would be a great fit for the team, and I could contribute quite a lot to the many Google creepy initiatives, uh, global initiatives. So. Yeah, I mean, I meditate. 
So I don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah. For a long periods of time. Um, listen, uh, this is the, la I'll end on this. So the other side effect of meditation, as it turns out, the simulation is real. Good news. Bad news. I don't know. So just to sum up, because um, I can't remember how the light works, I <laughs> have bipolar, which you've heard. Uh, the matrix was like relatively somewhat accurate, as it turns out. And do not go to Spirit Rock Mindfulness Meditation Center in Marin County, <laughs> unless you want to get safely high off your own mind. Yeah, I had a vocal injury, and that's what's going on now. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks, fam. Happy Laporte. Yay. You, you, you said you were a great fit for the Tim, and that might be true, too, instead of the time. There's a Tim team, out there? I'd time, like to suck time, it. Okay. Tim, Clean set till time. that. Time. Tim. You're, you're the great fit for the Tim. Who is Tim? Where is he? Uh, ooh. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Denise Lee. Is this is this chocolate? Oh, cool. Is there is there marijuana in it? Oh, wow. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, okay, I don't know why I asked that because. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, I I'm trying to be healthier. I, I don't really know why, because uh, I don't necessarily want to live longer, you know, but I was talking to a friend recently, and uh, he was like, if you only had two weeks left to live, what crazy thing would you do? And I was like, I would uh, eat cake for breakfast. And I was like, what about you? And he was like, I would do heroin. And I was like, I feel like that's probably a little bit cooler. Uh, I recently found out my parents are pretty disappointed in me, not for like the reasons that you would think. Um, it's because they found out that I eat cauliflower rice, which is basically just rice made from cauliflower that you grind up. They were like, we don't know you anymore. You've changed. Um, let's see. Uh, I've been trying to date. I think like the hard thing about dating is like really like knowing who a person is and what their values are. Like, you can't just walk up to someone and be like, so, does male pattern baldness run in your family? Like, they, they will lie to you, <laughs> historically speaking. So I try, I try and get serious now, okay? Like, I don't do, like, frivolous first date activities like grabbing drinks. I get real serious and take them to the grocery store, see how they behave themselves in the produce aisle, okay? Like, I knew it wasn't going to work out with this one guy because uh, he selected a carton of eggs without thorough examination, just picked up the box closest to him, put it in his basket, moved on. And I was like, oh, okay. We have a risk taker here. <laughs> I was like, do you even use condoms? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. But, but it's, it's, it, was, it was kind of confusing because I also noticed that he had chosen the organic free-range eggs, the most expensive ones, which I thought was an interesting way to flex his disposable income. And so I didn't know what to do, right? Because I was like, oh, on one hand, you are riddled with problems. But on the other hand, you're wealthy. 
I didn't know what to do, so I just ended up robbing him, okay? I did. I was like, we're in a Whole Foods right now. You can afford petty theft. You'll be fine. Um, okay, let's see. Um, uh, I was raised I was raised by my parents with, like, the mindset of, like, making my own success, you know? So I always wanted to be independent growing up, and I've been working for a few years now, and I'm, like... I'm ready to be dependent again now. Um, the the I, I, I don't like it. And the weird thing, so I don't like Asian stereotypes. That was a horrible transition. It's fine, whatever. Uh, I don't like Asian stereotypes um, because I feel like people are just constantly like overestimating my potential. And, and I know they do because once one of my coworkers was like, you know what I like about you, Denise? You seem way more intellectually intimidating than you actually are. And I was just like, thank you, because I thought it was a compliment. I used to I used to not like Asian stereotypes that much, but they're kind of growing on me because I think stereotypes are the reason that I still have a job. You know, because like when people meet me, they just automatically assume that I'm trying my hardest at all times. Like, the concept of laziness, like, doesn't seem to uh, register with them. Um, okay, let's see. Last thing. Uh, I, I was very nerdy growing up. I didn't have a lot of experience dating. Like, uh, the few guys that I went on dates with, like, they only ever wanted, like, one thing from me, okay? Homework answers. That's what they wanted. Um, recently, I was telling one of my high school friends how I thought I was, like, too nerdy in high school for most guys, and she was like, Denise, don't be so self-deprecating. You weren't that ugly in high school. And I was like, I didn't say I was ugly. <laughs> I'm not trying to be self-deprecating. Like, it's just that I look like the type of girl that you'd find on, like, the cover of, a like, a McGraw-Hill geometry textbook, you know? That was the vibe. Uh, I said that joke at a at another mic last week, and someone from the audience just yelled out, "Oh my God, that's hilarious! You do look like that." And I was like, "That was a past tense description. I didn't know I could be so offended by someone laughing at a joke." Okay, thank you. Denise Lee, everyone. Wait, we got another new person in the room. Clap your hands together for Ty. All right. I uh, I actually disagree. I think this bathroom is in the perfect place, uh, considering my inevitable uh, puking from anxiety. Uh, <laughs> um, I've never even been to an open mic before in person, uh, so we'll see what comes out of my face over the next however many seconds. Um, so two and a half years ago, when the pandemic started, um, I did what any reasonable person would do. Um, I got on a plane, flew to where they filmed the deadliest catch, and proceeded to fish on a boat for two years. Um, I hid more than anybody else. I was locked down in one place for six months at a time for two years, and... Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, I, I didn't even have internet out there, so I missed everything. I missed the pandemic. I missed um, the end of Trump. I missed Black Lives Matter for the most part. And I missed uh, the Capitol riot. Um, and so the thing I was most nervous about when I got back here was, 
fuck, I hope nobody realizes that I, nobody finds out, rather, that I sometimes listen to Joe Rogan. Uh, that's a lie. I, I listen to it a lot. Um, particularly, I like uh, a lot of the stuff about um, the rise of, like, AI and the machines and those types of things that people worry about. Um, because... Um, <laughs> when my auto blow gets the Skynet Wi-Fi update, it's going to be concerned about the types of jobs it's been doing. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. There, speaking on that, um, there are a couple of, there, there are a lot of movies about how people often tragically fall in love with an AI or a robot or something like that. There's also a YouTube video of a lady who's in a long-term committed relationship with a roller coaster. I think that Hollywood needs to stop romanticizing mental illness. Uh, <laughs> um, but I don't really think that we need that much help um, we don't need uh, technological advancement in order to horrifically maim ourselves. Um, you know, just look at any warning label on any recreational item that exists. Like, oh no, the jacuzzi's come to life and it's trying to kill us. What's it going to do? Rip my dick off again? That's all I got. Thanks for that. Hi, everyone. That was great for your first time. That's really impressive, Ty. Yay, you did three minutes. That's really great. Hey, blonde guy from Germany or something, did you want to go up? Is that why you're standing there? Yeah, sure. Hey, everybody, put your hands together from the blonde guy who I think has a German accent. Yay. Hello, my name is Lucas. I'm actually not German. I'm Danish, but... Uh, who cares? They owned us for four years during World War II. Uh, yes, my plan is just to bomb a little. Uh, this is my first time uh, doing stand-up. And uh, yeah, um, yes, yeah, so I just want to get used to it. So I'm going to tell a few jokes that I wrote on the bus uh, going here to San Francisco. I came from, uh, from Portland before. Uh, and uh, so I took the Greyhound. And I don't know if any of you have ever taken the Greyhound before, but it's yeah, it smells like yeah, it smells like dirty diapers and uh, bad infection had a baby, uh, and it made me want to. It made me think that maybe it wasn't so bad that I lost my smell in COVID. Uh, well, I got it back, so that's how I could smell it. But uh, I wish I would have kept it lost. Yeah. So, um, other than that. <laughs> I have a theory, it's a weird theory. I think that uh, we as a society uh, live in a sadomasochistic world. Uh, we enjoy pain and enjoy inflicting pain. And if you th think that sounds stupid, well, just think about that ladies wax their legs to look pretty, uh, going through a lot of pain. <laughs> And if you're a man and you're like, well, I don't wax my legs, I'm not a swimmer, or I don't s cycle, well, how about adult circumcision from the Philippines? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sounds weird. Yeah, I know, like, I look like uh, 
Hitler's Wet Dream, uh, <laughs> Hitler Jugend Second Edition. Uh, apparently, I would do good in the Philippines. Uh, <laughs> or maybe a spy at a flower factory. Um, yeah, I'm so white that I'm afraid to go into white rooms just because I'm I'm gonna have a hard time finding myself. Um, speaking of finding yourself, um, um, yeah, speaking of finding yourself, uh, the reason I'm traveling is actually because I quit my job because I didn't really know what to do with my life. So I'm traveling down south, basically. When I came from Canada uh, and crossing the border into the United States, I had to go through border patrol, uh, which apparently is a thing at the Canadian-American border. And the guy who would ask me, like, uh, yeah, what's the purpose of your stay? I said, I don't really know. Going south. How long are you going to stay for? Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, do you plan on working? And I'm like, can I? No. The fuck no. That's why I'm asking all these damn questions. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sorry. I don't want to... <laughs> I want to I wanna take away your money. Um, yeah. So I'm looking for my passion. I'm looking for my direction in life and I'm I actually think it's it's quite weird, you know, passions. Passions comes from the Latin word patty, that basically means suffering. So right now I'm suffering from not having found my suffering, which is kinda ironic when you think about it. Uh, my mom always tells me like, you just gotta have some patience, you know. Like finding a passion takes a long time. Then I looked up patience, guess what? Also the Greek root, patsy, so also meaning suffering. Yeah, I gotta work on that joke. Uh, anyways, that was all for me. Thank you for <laughs> for letting me talk to you. Have a good time. Boy. Keep your hands clapping for the Danish guy, everyone. Yay. I have one little story. Oh, don't, you, it's okay, you don't have to stay. It's just a story. If you Are you willing to, real people? Because it doesn't matter if I talk in front of these other people. Okay. A lot of new people today. That was really great. Um, so today I learned that I can accomplish all of my job tasks for work while having a nervous breakdown. So that was exciting. You could totally be on Facebook and cry at the same time. It's really not that difficult. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to tell you guys a quick story. I'm like the dumbest person alive. That's 100% true, and I've recognized this because I have two accidental gang tattoos. I literally have two. I have some actual gang tattoos, like this is a gang of people that I used to work with at a bar, and it was like, let's get this tattoo all together, and I have a, another gang. Like, there's just people that get the same tattoos, but then I have two accidental gang tattoos from real gangs. Okay, so... I was a theater major in college, and when I was 19, I got on the back of my neck, um, you know, this ancient symbol of comedy, comedy and tragedy, the masks. And then I was teaching high school in Oceanside, and two of my students came up to me, and they're like, oh, Benjamin, small not cry later essay, you know we got you. Like, if anyone ever keys your car, we got your back, homie. And I was like, huh? And they're like, Small Not Cry Later, that's like the Norteño gang tattoo. And I got it on my neck. Traditional place for gang tattoos. I'm dumb. 
The second gang tattoo I have, I have some masters in creative writing and I have some favorite punctuation. I used to write a lot of novels. I have a lot of them unpublished, just this is what a dream deferred looks like. But I have all these novels and whatever. And my favorite punctuation is the semicolon because it's taking two ideas and jamming them together. And I enjoy that. I think it's fun to read that way. So I got a semicolon tattooed on my wrist. And then I found out that people like to get semicolon tattoos for suicide awareness. And I got it on my wrist. I am the dumbest person alive. I also have a cross tattoo on my ankle, so that's a dumb cult, of, I mean, gang to join. Cool, okay, uh, just wanted to tell you guys that little story. Thanks for being here, real people with souls. Like, that's crazy. And um, come back Fridays, we have um, shows here, same thing, six o'clock. There's no comments though, it's just a show. And uh, the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming up. We're going to have a bunch of shows here and then all over San Francisco. So come out to those. And you can always donate at our Venmo at mutinyradio.fm if you want to give us money. So, But thank you so much. Your attendance is so important for these comics so that they can know what works and what doesn't because that like they all know each other's bullshit. You know? So you're like fresh and you have real faces. Uh, all right. Thanks for coming, everybody. Good night. Yay. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! John Wessick here. I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. 
Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loin cloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Full haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his timesheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots...
Listen. 